0: and I, uh, I get nervous around them.
1: Gee, that's too bad. They're everywhere. Yeah, well, that's
2: why I joined the Euro Army. figured I wouldn't have to deal with it, but uh, I never counted on nurses.
3: Hey, MASH fans. Welcome back to another episode of The MASH. 4077th podcast. I am one of your co host Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing season 11, episode 8 The Moon is Not Blue. It's the 248th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Larry Bamalgia. Originally aired on December 13th, 1982, and the production code is 1G20.
2: Don't you love this hot chili in the middle of a heat wave? Quit your griping. This steam table's like a sauna. And you ought to serve Swedish meatballs.
4: Here's front, fellow sweaters. Tonight, when the Mercury dips into the breezy 90s, watch America's fighting men as they march across Africa's scorching desert yeah. sands. Yeah. And oh. Oh. it to your hearts in Sahara! Sahara. Hey, that's showbiz. Flinger, if you're going to give us heat and war, at least make it new heat and war. You're talking to the wrong lackey. I just show whatever special services sends me. Maybe Bannister can help you. Bannister? He's the movie courier. Uh, Come on, let's go be film critics.
3: <laughs> I also have the plot summary. Bored at the terrible film selection, Hawkeye and BJ tried to get a copy of the notorious film, The Moon is Blue. Wounded General Rothaker declares prohibition in camp.
2: Bannister, huh? huh. I'm Honeycutt. He's Pierce. We're doctors. Your movies are making us sick. Oh, Gee, I'm awfully sorry, but I have nothing to say about the movies. I just bring them. I'm still sorry. Who's the manager of the Korean theater? Oh, you mean, uh, Major Frankenheimer. Frankenheimer? Frankenheimer. Head of, uh, special services in Seoul. He makes all the selections. Yeah, well, tell him if he sends us Sahara one more time, the audience will be lobbing grenades. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, I'll see what I can do, but uh, don't expect anything to change. Excuse
1: me. uh, We're out of milk. Is there anything left in your pitcher?
2: Huh?
1: Right there, the pitcher. Can we have your milk? That's milk. Oh, well, I guess that'll have to do then. Thank you. What? Uh, For the milk.
2: Is something wrong? Why is it We're all sweating, but you look like you're drowning. Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Hey,
0: doctors, remember? You can tell us.
2: <coughs> oh, it's, uh, women. Huh? Women. Women. I, uh, I get nervous around them. Gee, that's too <coughs> bad. They're everywhere. Yeah, well, that's why I joined the army. I figured I wouldn't have to deal with it, but I never counted on nurses.
4: Attention all personnel. Incoming wounded. Out of the frying pan and into the O.R. Uh, that's what makes me nervous.
5: And guest stars for this one well, Hamilton Camp, plays Major Flankenheimer. 214 credits to his name, including 26 episodes of Zolo and also 26 episodes
3: of Sinbad the Sailor. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. All right, and then we have Sandy Helberg, who played Corporal Bannister. He has made numerous guest appearances on TV shows, including Driver John MD, Remington Steele, Newhart, The Jeffersons, of course, MASH, Married with Children, The Wonder Years, Night Court fernwood tonight night rider too close for comfort get a life house calls sybil and days of our lives among others wow he's done quite a bit
5: that is a lot isn't it okay larry Ward plays general rothaker larry ward was born on october 3rd 1924 in columbus ohio as larry mccormick ward he was an actor and writer known for alfred hitchcock presents crackdown and the dakotas in 1962 He was married to Roberta Haynes. He died on February the 16th, 1985, in L.A., California. This was his last acting role.
3: Hmm, right. And, of course, we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Igor Straminsky. And Jan Jordan returns as Nurse Baker. And the lovely Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato.
0: This is the first match I've ever toured on my back. You people do good work. Thanks, General. One thing, though. When they brought me into the compound, the corpsman had beer on his breath.
1: Well, once in a while, the men like to have a tall, cold one, especially in this heat. (laughs) But uh, no one in my command works a medical shift in an impaired condition.
0: I'm not doubting it. But you uh, do have your own speakeasy here, don't you? Well, we do have a kind of a social club. Mm. And this social club... uh, Is it operated by authorized special services personnel? Well,
1: technically speaking, it is not...
0: Then, technically speaking,
1: what is it doing there? Well, now, General, we both know the best way to blow off steam is with a wet whistle.
0: I don't know that at all. I don't want to smell any more booze on anybody's breath. As of now, any bars or alcohol in this area are strictly off limits. But, General... Colonel, this mash is dry. That's an order, and I expect you to carry it out. Yes, sir.
3: All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Why don't you start us off, Meds? Yeah, okay.
5: Um. I didn't actually write down my score on this. <laughs> it was unscorable. It was, was unscorable. Good? <laughs> it was that Crap, right. no. Um I, I I give it a seven because there's there's some nice little bits in here. Uh-huh. The the trouble is, oh and I'm repeating myself again. We've had this thing before with a general being an ass in bed, mm-hmm. you know, doing the whole kind of like prohibition bullshit and mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff, you know. And he kinda he's actually not he's not even worth mentioning. That's the worst of it. He's a character in this episode. I don't even know what he's there for. I don't. I don't really. It just. it just doesn't make a blind sense to it. Mm, you know. Yeah. Um. I, I do like the fact that you know it's a hot day, and I like the fact that they all do look like they're really hot. You know, I, I quite like that kind of thing, and I do like the thing about um the the, the codeine pills. You know, eg the sugar pills that are, are kind of like basically like a massive placebo effect. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. This has been done many times in the past where you turn around and say, look, this will give you the confidence and do it. You know, it, it's it's been used in many things, including heavy. Potter, where mm-hmm. Ron thinks he's, he's had the look, you know the the luck juice, and yep. uh, he, he plays really well at Quidditch. You know, this is not you know this has been used many many things, and it's actually used very well in this, and uh, that's probably the saving grace of this this the whole thing because the film anyway The Moon is Blue is a, is a real film with David Niven, and it's uh, even when I was watching I was thinking I know this film <laughs> it's, it's a normal <laughs> slow film you know Yeah. Um, I like the fact the nerdy guy suddenly gets a, a decent haircut and stuff like that the only thing that threw me out of this is the fact that Hawkeye wears is a totally different Aloha shirt in, his film, in this <laughs> episode <laughs> <laughs> only you would notice that. Yeah, so, um, you know, and for some reason I put this makes, oh yeah, the film, uh, the, the, the Moon is Blue, is a 1953 film, so presumably they'd get these films later, not straight away from syndication. Mm-hmm. Means that this should this should make it round about 1954. You'll, you'll, yeah,
3: you'll read one of our facts with that. So.
5: Oh, will I? Oh, great, yes. so I won't go into that again. So, <laughs> And that that's unfortunate, that's all I have on this, this thing. The only thing that stood out was Hawkeye's, different shirt <laughs> yeah
3: yeah yeah i i gave it the exact same number 7.0 okay Oh right, like good yeah it's 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 a good episode nothing stood out i thought i, I liked the placebo idea i like the idea mm. with the guy with the ladies making him because yeah. all that's that's inner you know he just needed confidence and the pills gave him that inner confidence for mm. for Klinger to make someone cooler i don't know i, I mean that's not mental it's hot. You're going to sweat yeah. still. It's it's still. It's 150 degrees yeah, as well. It's, yeah. it's well, not, well, I don't think it's really that hot, but. Yeah, I, I don't know it, how that works. I'm sure it was over 100. You know, they looked like they were hot. But again, Klinger being fully clothed and not having any sweat, that's not, it's not physically possible with a human no. being. Even if you give yourself a placebo thinking you're cool. It could keep him from freaking out, you know, from, from being crazy, saying he's going to die. But I didn't think it would stop him from sweating. So that, that part was a little eh for me. Yeah. I thought the Frankenheimer character was swarmy as can be, was a total Hollywood type person, you know? And I'm like, which is weird because it's like a stereotypical Hollywood, you know, producer, even though he's in mm. the army and all he's doing is managing films. So he's, yeah. it, it just, I mean, I understand why they did that, but it, yeah. And plus, he's this little guy compared to BJ and, and, and I'm a little guy. But this guy was little as well, which yeah. I thought was funny. Um, he had that, like the Napoleon complex, which I thought was really well done. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand. Other than just adding more tension to everybody, the reason for them to make it a no, you know, no alcohol at all on camp. Just to add to the tension because you need heat plus you're sober on top of yes. it. And you can't drink. And, you know, I love Charles blowing up about his stupid <laughs> peas for his bingo. <laughs> <laughs> um you know my piece your piece my piece and he like drags them all over to one side and then someone just comes by and grabs them and then he flips out and prodder gets involved and you know makes a, a declaration that these are charles's beans and that i i thought that was cute and well done oh i love the fact that the whole scheme backfired on hawkeye and bj you know mm. they got they got the guy to switch can canisters or labels but then Potter wound up going through channels, and he got it switched again, which meant it yeah. was switched back to the original movie, which I thought was funny. Uh, and then I love the fact that they actually get the movie, and they're watching it, and they're like, what is going on? It's like <laughs> such a tame, tame movie. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it definitely, Like, and I think you said this at the beginning, it had some fun moments. You know, it it was an enjoyable episode. It had some really fun moments, but I don't think anything stood out like like previous episodes. So No.
5: Um, no, sadly it's a, it's a forgettable episode. That's yes. how I think it. Uh, so yeah. we both gave it 7 and yep. IMDb gave it 7.3.
3: All right. So they're pretty close with us. That's great.
0: Hey, 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 listen to this. Blue movie band in Boston. What? The Moon is Blue, starring David Niven, William Holden and Maggie
2: McNamara, has been banned from local theaters due to its suggestive nature. Philistines, they said the same thing about Babette meets the fleet.
1: (laughs) Gentlemen, uh, before you unleash your libidos, bear in mind Boston would have banned Pinocchio. The
2: Otto Preminger film failed to receive a production code seal of approval when he refused to delete sexually explicit scenes and dialogue. This is a work of art. Sexually explicit scenes and dialogue. <laughs> We've got to see this. What's the name of that guy in special services? Bannister works for him. Uh, Frankenheimer. Frank we got to call him first thing in the morning and get this movie. Yeah. Sexually explicit scenes and dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right, okay. Why, why? Well, Bannister did everything he could, but it's no go. Frank and I was not taking calls from anybody but top brass. Why don't we forget the movie and just have a sweating contest? Hi, guys. Nice
4: day, isn't it? Will you look at him? He's shoveled. Klinger, have you been seeing an air conditioner behind our backs? No need to, Doc. Thanks to those pills you gave me, I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm going for some coffee. Can I get you a cup? Coffee? Are you crazy? Looks like
2: I've discovered the cure for the common hot. I Wish you'd never told me those pills weren't real. I'd be taking one right now with my coffee.
3: Let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. The movie State Fair is mentioned and a short expert is shown at the end of the episode. Harry Morgan, who plays Colonel Potter, was actually in State Fair from 1945. I thought it'd been so funny if it would have been on scene. You know, on screen, yeah. the Harry Morgan scene, that would have been awesome. Well, that
5: would have been around about 35, he would have been 35 years younger, so he wouldn't, he might not have looked uh, anything yeah. like he does, wouldn't Well, it? That yeah, be, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Harry Morgan also starred in High Noon, 1952, which was mentioned in this episode.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The film The Moon is Blue from 1953 was the first mainstream Hollywood film to use the word virgin after I know who's oh, shocking after a mm-hmm. battle with the official and unofficial censors also the first to use the term seduce and mistress as a sexual partner uh, the movie was banned from theaters in Boston for using these words yeah. isn't that <laughs> okay. crazy it's so yeah. weird from 1953 to now you know, it's crazy. Ah,
5: <laughs> oh, poor Boston. <laughs> Sandy Helberg guest stars. Now, he plays Corpor- Corporal Bannister, who is plagued with panic attacks whenever he's around women. Walk and BJ giving pills for confidence without telling him they are placebos. The pills work, and he becomes a ladies' man. Helberg's real-life son is actor Simon Halberg on The Big Bang Theory. His best friend on the show, Raj, has the same condition, but remedies it with alcohol. Ooh, okay yeah
3: that's kind of cool i didn't it's funny because i did these notes after you know i watched the episode yesterday so i did these notes previously Mm. uh, a week ago so i knew this that was simon's father and it looks like him when you look at
5: okay i've never seen big bang Theory. okay
3: yeah if you look at colonel banister it's like oh my god yes obviously that is simon helberg's father i didn't know his father was an actor Uh. before that so that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little tidbit.
5: Okay, I'll, I'll look that up. Look
3: yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Just do it like a picture or just e-search it or search it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do the thing yeah. on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This was the final acting performance of Larry Ward before his death in 1985.
5: Yeah, and uh, acute listeners would have realized that when we said that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> okay, I got some, uh, I got some more timey wimey stuff here now. B.J. and Hawkeye I attempt to arrange a screening of the Moody's Blue, which is portrayed as taking forever. The film was released in July the eighth, 1953. The Korean War ended July the twenty seventh, 1953. A mere 19 days after the release of this movie. In MASH, goodbye, wa- goodbye, Farewell and Amen, Hawkeye is said to have spent over a week in a psych ward after an incident on July the 4th, 1953, before returning to the 4077 MASH for the last few days of the war. Because of the events in the series finale, this entire episode, including the ending where they are able to finally watch the film, would have be- had to have t- taken place long before The Moon is Blue had been released. Even if one ignores statements made in later episodes, Hawkeye and BJ would have practically, if not literally, been back home before the film would have come to the four mm-hmm. oh seven seventh MASH. there we go.
3: There you go. All right, the Moon is Blue from nineteen fifty three was directed by Otto Preminger. Preminger was the brother of Ingo Preminger, the producer of Mash. Interesting little tidbit there.
5: Ah, the film version.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah, the movie. Mm. 1970. Continuity
5: issue here. When the crewman sweeps Winchester's beans off the table in the close-in shot, he sweeps almost the entire pile, leaving only three to four beans on the table. When the shot changes, there is still a small pile of beans on the table.
2: Frankenheimer, let's talk turkey. And believe me, you've made us authorities on that subject. But you can make up for it in one fell swoop. We want a movie called The Moon is Blue.
4: (laughs) Are you kidding? That's the hottest property in the Far East.
2: I know, I know. That's why we
4: want it. Forget about it. No chance. Well, you guys beat it. You're starting to bother me. All right, All right, let's throw away the script and ad-lib a little, huh? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean?
2: Well, suppose you turned away for a minute to, say, uh, adjust the air conditioner, and then when you turned back, right there on your desk were two $20 bills. Make it a 20 and a 10. Would that take care of the handling and delivery charges for The Moon is Blue? I am appalled,
4: nay, offended that you would even make such an offer. Hey, no offense. Yeah, we weren't trying to bribe you or anything. I'll say you weren't. That kind of money wouldn't get you my Hoover Dam vacation movies. Well, what would it take? A miracle. Hugo Renicky, my distributor in Tokyo, he's got that film booked out for the next two wars.
2: Can't you talk to him? I'd love to. The phony little creep won't take my calls.
4: All right, what if we can get to him? Fine, fine. You do that. You have him ship the movie to B, and the same day, I'll ship it out to you. While you're at it, ask him for the Mona Lisa. Now, if you guys please get out of here, I have things to do.
2: We don't want to use up too much of your cool air. Ouch! Does this mean we're not having lunch, babe? Ouch! All
3: right, I have the fun fact here. And, of course, we got this from the Facebook group at 21CFMASHTV. Uh, William Christopher spent eight weeks recuperating from a near-fatal case of hepatitis during season five. All exterior shots for the season were filmed early before he got sick. Thus, despite being written out of interior scenes for many episodes, he still made appearances throughout the season, thanks to the completed exterior shots. Christopher missed so much work that the producers considered writing off Father Mulcahy altogether. Fortunately for all of us, Alan Alda, who was quite fond of Christopher, fought to keep him on the show, and wrote and directed Hepatitis, incorporating Christopher's illness into the story. Well,
5: there you go. Another another example of how awesome Alan Alder is.
3: Yep. <laughs> Just shows you what kind of power he has, too, at this point. Oh,
5: yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
4: Captain, we're in business. Show what? business. What? what are you talking about? The moon is blue. What? We're getting the moon not... is blue. Oh, that's terrific. You got to Renegade? How'd you do it? Oh, I put out a few feelers. Yeah, and then? Does the name General Zimmer's wife mean anything to you? No, I know. Well, it sure does the Hugo renicky He's got a skeleton in his closet and it's hanging right next to Betty Zimmer's nightie. (laughs) (laughs) So I called him up, said, Betty Zimmer sends her best. The next thing I knew, he was sending us his best. The moon is blue. It'll be Frankenheimer's first mail call tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be his first phone call. (laughs) Got it right here, Pierce. I don't know how you guys did it. You
2: deserve a medal. Just seeing that movie will be thanks enough. Put it on a chopper and have it here this afternoon. Are you kidding? I had a waiting list a mile long, and there's nobody lower than two stars on it. You promise if we got our hands on it, you'd send
4: it right over? That's the movie business, babe. Always a heartbreak. But to show you I'm a sweetheart, I'm gonna send you a print of State fair. It's a great flick. You'll love it. Ciao, Doc.
5: Trivia time. Last episode's question. Winchester once lent money to BJ and Hawkeye and then proceeded to ask for favour after favour. What did Winchester lend BJ and Hawkeye the money for? Well, the answer was BJ needed money for a down payment on a piece of land and Hawkeye needed money to pay his bar tab. (laughs) That's the answer for that. And this episode's trivial question. On MASH, she was a famous war correspondent. On Macmillan and wife, she was Sally Macmillan. What's the actress's name?
3: Hmm. There you go. If you know the answer, go ahead and email us at mash 4077 podcastgmailcom at gmail.com.
2: Hey, I'm glad you called, Doc. Remember that blind date I told you about? Well, a little while after I took that pill you gave me, I guess it started to take effect. I actually had enough nerve to call her, and she sounded real nice. We're uh, going out tonight. Hey, that's great. I knew you could do it. Listen, I got a little favor to ask you. Your boss is sending a state fair... All I want you to do is switch the label with the moon is blue. Oh, sure. Anything for you guys. After all, those little pills changed my life. Well, I'll tell you something. You changed your life. Those little white pills were nothing. They have no medicinal value whatsoever. It's all in your head. You mean those guts were my guts? Yes, yes, exactly. Well, what do you know? Have a good time tonight, Tiger.
3: You can find MASH 4077 Podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching Facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcasts. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes, or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at MASH4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at Patreon, P A T R E O N, dot com, Slash Geeky Fanboy. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this was a decent episode. It just uh, wasn't our favorite of the bunch, we could say. But uh, again, any MASH episode is a good episode of TV, period. So... Yeah, exactly. Very cool. All right. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. I can't wait.
2: All these people are expecting quality and they're going to get smushed. Won't they be thrilled?
1: You <laughs> <laughs> boys will be happy to hear the codeine is on its way. Oh, Terrific, Colonel. Right. How'd you pull that off? Somebody stole the placebos that were supposed to be codeine. Since I-Corps insisted it was codeine to begin with, I told them that's what was stolen. They said, no problem, we'll send you a new shipment tomorrow morning. You have any idea who the thief was? I'd love to shake his hand and say thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enough of business, now for some pleasure. Uh I think this movie is going to be more entertaining than you ever imagined. And I think you boys are in for a bigger treat than you expect. (coughs) Uh, Fellow movie buffs, as we all know, our scheduled movie for tonight is State Fair however thanks to the efforts of general rothaker who put in a call to a certain movie big in and soul we will not be seeing state fair tonight oh. uh, nope. but instead he coaxed them into sending us a piece of entertainment of a rather sophisticated nature i give you the moon is blue roller) <laughs>
5: Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com.
3: MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved